Hello and welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. And today you've got a very special guest. We're going to actually, I'm going to be interviewing. Brian does make an appearance every now and again, but yes. he's been uh, stuffed off to the side for this one. I'm going to be interviewing Tim, <laughs> who is... I think is, I should have interviewed Tim. Yes, I know. We were just saying that. We're going to, I'm going to be interviewing Tim. He's a member of our private... Um, moving to New Zealand community group, the Slack group that you've heard us talk about many times. And Tim is a Kiwi, Bry, a Kiwi. A real Kiwi. Yeah. Actually, a Kiwi that yeah was born in New Zealand and and then and lived in New Zealand. took flight somehow. Yeah. And went to went to the UK. Yeah, 14 years ago. So I'm not going to give you all his story because you're going to hear from him. But 14 years ago, he left New Zealand with a backpack on and came to the UK and never went home. In fact, he's going home next week, um, back to New Zealand, 14 years later, and he's taking with him a wife and two kids <laughs> and a 20-foot container filled with furniture. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk to him about his life in the UK, why he's moving back to New Zealand. Honestly, you are going to love, love, love this interview. It's it's a good interview. It really, really it was. Is. Yeah, I, I want to keep itching and coming in because he yeah he did some stuff with um, yeah. Anyway, I won't, we won't tell you about that until well, you hear he it. did some stuff with Liverpool Football sports photographer. Club. What yes, a job! I know. And after the interview, Brian was like, "Oh, that is my dream job." Yeah, and he's met, met Gandalf as well. Has he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a joke. No. Anyway, let's jump in and meet Tim. And don't forget, Tim is part of our community group. This is the sort of people that is in our private community group. So if you're moving to New Zealand and you're looking for all the support in the world, people who are living in New Zealand. And this is a Kiwi coming back. I know. Who wants that support as well. I was so well. flattered. I was really was. Yeah. 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 He was just like, I need to join your group because there's so many people that can give such good information. So, yeah, yeah if you need, if you're moving to New Zealand and you want all the information that you could ever find, then what are you waiting for? Um, come on over and join our NZ Ahead community group. www.nzahead.com forward slash free. Mm, get in, get it, get Brian. in there, eh? Very professional. Right, let's yep. jump in and meet Tim. Cut it, cut it, cut it. the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. So nice to be with you again. We call Aotearoa around here, bro. Uh-huh. You'll be right. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. Uh-huh. Hello, Tim, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me. excited to have you. Um, how long have we been in contact? I was trying to think of this today. Has it been uh, like a oh, good, good three or four months? I think. Yeah, I think it, joined the joined the Slack group. Um, I don't even know, probably four or five months ago. And then yeah. I kind of on that little intro section, what about being a Kiwi, and you reached out and like, yeah, interesting. Why? Why are you here? I know exactly that you're the first. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You're the very first Kiwi that we've had, apart from Randy and Suzanne. She's also Kiwi, but she's lived in New Z- uh, Canada for a long time. You're the first proper Kiwi that we've had that <laughs> moved back to the UK and then moved back to New Zealand. But anyway, I just want you to introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and just a bit about your family and and your life. Yeah, so hi, Tim. Uh, so I've got a wife, Jo, who's uh, British, 
and we've now got two kids. Uh, so we've got a two and a half uh, year old and a three week old, uh, two girls, uh, Amaya and Zabella. Um, so yes, sort of all, all go here. Um, we uh, live in the Cotswolds, um, so in a little village just outside Chipping Norton, uh, and we've been here for three years in this in this property, um, which we've just sold to to move. Uh, and then um, I've been in the UK 14 years, so a uh, period of that was in London and uh, and then Liverpool as well, um, randomly, but Liverpool oh, for three years. Um, yeah, I'm a read as well, Brian, so, uh, oh. so <laughs> which, which was pretty torturous when I first came over in 08, but, I, but I, uh, I've, I've reaped benefits after the last couple of years and I've been doing better. So, so yeah, so we could talk football all day, but I, I won't bore yeah. everybody, everybody else. <laughs> Um, oh, if Brian had known you were a Red supporter, he'd have been right on here, wouldn't you, Brian? <laughs> I think it's time for me to come in, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you left. Well, first of all, whereabouts were you? Where did you? Where did you live in New Zealand when you lived in New Zealand? Where were you born and raised? So I, I get this question as well, which is a bit, a bit sporadic. So I was born in, in Taranaki, so uh, not yes. far from you guys. Uh, a place called Urunui, uh, yeah. just outside. A little place called Anaro Bay uh, is where I uh, was born lived there for the first five years of my life then moved south to Christchurch and did all my schooling there uh university there um and then uh sort of after that moved to Wellington to do some work and also Auckland um before coming over here so sort of tiptoed around a little bit of the, I mean you know some of my friends haven't left the street they've li- lived and grown up grown up in, uh, in yeah. New Zealand in Christchurch yeah. let alone sort of the country but um yeah so I've, I've seen a little bit of different parts of it. I lived in Kaikoura for a little bit as well so and different things um so yeah so i, I guess I'm, I'm well traveled within new zealand and, and experienced a little bit of different uh lifestyles you know Auckland lifestyle wellington as well and, and christchurch and i think all of them have got their pros and cons which is part of the decision of coming home was was what do we want out of that um and and where do we want to base ourselves because yeah. i think it is different need states for different parts of your life so Auckland was when i was sort of young 20s um you know early 20s Auckland was perfect for the nightlife and hustle bustle uh and when i was growing up i felt Christchurch was a bit too quiet but going back now the thought of traffic and people and you know, especially having lived in london and the like i've had my fill of that so you know i'd quite happily live in somewhere like the banks peninsula on a couple oh, of hectares and not be yeah. too bothered you know so. that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah that would be lovely i've never been there but I'd, i've always wanted to go it's always sounds so lovely and what about the white bait in urunui eh what about that? Yeah, yeah, we used to do a bit of it, not like too much, but but yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Out. So, what do you do for a job, Tim? I've never asked you this. So, but... uh, so I'm an account manager. Um, so, I work for uh, like FMCG, so so sort of grocery companies. Um, so, I worked like the likes of Mars Confectionery before, uh, Lucas Aid, Ribenis and Tory. Um, or looking after uh, an American chocolate brand at the moment, working for a European distributor um Hershey's and Reese is the, the brand and then moving home going to work in the dairy industry so I got a job back at home as uh, different terminology slightly but it's called a business manager right. um, which is essentially similar to what I'm doing now uh, looking after the foodstuffs account for a, a dairy company so um, cheese butter milk um right. so yeah and, and got a, a national field team that I'm looking after sort of so I'll be doing a bit of traveling within New Zealand as well which is just great to see a bit more of the country and be able Fantastic. to catch up with friends and family spread far and wide so yeah no so it's a perfect role really yeah that sounds great so when you left New Zealand 14 years ago did you leave for was it a leisure leisure trip did you go to backpack or did you go to work or why did you leave New Zealand 14 years ago a bit of everything so I was actually a a photographer when I left New Zealand weirdly so I was a a sports photographer so I came over to the UK on a working holiday 
uh, with my ex-partner um, and we shared family over here. So we sort of had a place to stay when we got here. Um, but I came over on the All Blacks tour in 2008, um, India tour. So photographed that and then they left and I stayed. And uh, and then, yeah, just freelance for a bit doing sports talk. So I moved to the Northwest to, to Liverpool to photograph them at Anfield and Man United oh. and... You haven't photographed Liverpool, have you? Have you photographed yeah, football yeah. too? Oh, Brian, yeah. can you believe that? Imagine that, hey? Footballing the Reds. Photographing the Reds. So I just hand over the microphone, Brian. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. that's Brian's dream, that. Yeah. Wow. Some of those moments of um, sort of pinch yourself. Did a little bit of it back at home, like, you know, you'd be at, Kind of parliament when I was Wellington base, you'd be at the Beehive and you know, used to do things like presses with Helen Clark and stuff. And you'd be sort of going, oh, and I did a, a, a photo shoot one time with Emma Kellen and Helen Clark. And I was sitting there, sort of looking at my watch, going, Where are these guys? You know, it's 7 30 on a Friday. I'm, where are these guys? I was at her house and I said, I sort of had a moment to reflect, going, Hold on, you, you're whatever 22 years old, you sat in the prime minister's house waiting for a <laughs> Gan- Gandalf and the prime minister to come for a, for a yeah. photo, and you're complaining, you know. Like, yeah. Oh. So yeah, there's been moments where you over here as well, where you pinch yourself like I've done Wimbledon, sort of t- ticked all the boxes I wanted to tick, like British Open, Wimbledon, uh, Twickenham. Um, wow, yeah. Tim, that's fantastic. Wembley, so, so and now I sell chocolate, so a bit of a transition. But oh wow, uh, yeah. yeah, but I suppose I suppose photography is something that never ever leaves you, is it? You know, it's not something you're ever going to forget how to do. Yeah, I think it's um, one of those things that that it starts feeling like a job sometimes. You know, you, you're doing yeah. things you don't necessarily want to do. Um, I think photographers over here can get bad um, raps. You know, you, you might be out on, on the street in London and, and you just sort of get, you know, paparazzi scum. And you really? might be doing, going, walk, walking to a job where you're doing like a corporate job or something, but everyone just sort of tars you with, with that brush. So it's. Is that um, right? Do they yeah. really? Yeah, a bit. So you, you get, I think you get um, a bad rep a little bit. You know, the, I was doing um, editorial photography as well. So there is a bit of that where you do a bit of doorstepping and stuff. So yeah. it's not it's not pleasant. I did stuff at home with Sunday papers and stuff that wasn't great either. But it's, you know, at the end of the job, when you're freelance, you kind of take what jobs you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start getting more and more work, you can start sort of being a bit more particular about what jobs you do. But the sport for me was the 90% of my work, and that's the stuff that I enjoyed. Um, yeah. But even that sometimes, you know, when it's snowing and you're sat there, um, with your laptop on the sideline and you know, <laughs> trying to do set shoot pictures and and send send things and guys are throwing stuff over your backs and stuff or there's a field invasion and they come you trying to protect all your gear and stuff yeah. like that it's, it's got its own quirks so yeah but it's a hell, hell of a job and a hell of an opportunity and I think that stage of life it was great I, you know it was I had so many different things I got to experience but mm. it's not really um susceptible I guess to family life like I worked all weekends worked, right. you know, football games at night during the week so. Um, the guys who had families didn't see too much of the kids, I guess. So that was, I guess, you know, down the line part of the reason why I didn't want to be in it. It also yeah. doesn't necessarily pay, pay that well. Um, you know, doing editorial stuff, the, the newspaper industry is dying. Isn't uh, it funny? You've, you, you, yeah, yeah you're you, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but you get, that, you get that impression about uh, careers, don't you? And I've always thought like photography career would be really glamorous. Plus I thought it would be well paid. But yeah, well, you, you're sort of saying it was like people – did they actually like chase you down the street or anything? Did they like all the, the shouting stuff at you if you were there doing photographs? I can't. Yeah, you just get. Awful. It's just, I mean, you might just be waiting in a huddle or something for someone to come out of a building who you know, might be there for uh, sort of a paid public appearance, um, you know, sort of semi celebrity. Yeah. Um, like I can think of like a Formula One drive, for example. Kimi Raikkonen was coming out of a Ferrari when he was, I mean, 
racing for them. And and we were just stood outside, just getting a couple of pictures and going into the building, and people just walking past, being like, like spitting at you, going, "Hey, oh, you scum! Get a life!" And, and oh, yeah. uh, so it's just, it's just I mean, it's, it's no wonder you things. left that job. <laughs> that, that's the extreme. That's, that's definitely the extreme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Even that sometimes was torture doing the Reds because sometimes back in those days they, they could play awfully. So it wasn't that much fun watching them go down there, you know, three or four goals to nil as well. So I actually picked a team. I, I, when I first got to Liverpool, which I didn't really follow football, and I said to someone, said, Oh, who do you support? I said, oh, I support the, the Reds and I uh, support Everton and Liverpool. And they were like, yeah, You can't do that. You've got to pick one or the other. And uh, I went to Anfield and just the atmosphere, I was like, Yeah, this is the team for this me. This is the it's, one for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. The atmosphere there is just unbeatable. So it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bryce just, if you're listening, Bryce just put his thumb up to the camera and he's like, yes, I can see him next to me, literally itching to get on, aren't you, Bryce? So how did you meet your wife? Was she a photographer as well or was she in that industry? No, so, so we, we, yeah, I transitioned into um, initially field sales, uh, doing, a mate of mine worked for Mars, uh, we were having a game of golf and we were sort of complaining about being a freelance photographer and he said, why don't you become a field rep? And I said, oh, if you can get me a job, I'd definitely do it. And I had an interview on the Monday, I think, after that. And all of a sudden had the job. So 2012, I, I um, just just before the Olympics, I moved to be a uh, field sales representative for, for Mars. A uh, couple of promotions later, and I was working in the head office, and she came and worked there. So I met her mm-hmm. on her first day, weirdly, not my first day, we her on her first day when she sort of walked into the building and was going for an interview and um, just, yeah, just friends, but it, it sort of evolved and yeah. So we can't work together. So she had to leave. I stayed. Okay. Because <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't good seeing each other twenty four seven. But yeah. Now, what was it like for Joe? Because I've always thought about this. I thought, what would it? What would you do if you fell in love with someone who was from the other side of the world? What was it like for Joe meeting you? You were a Kiwi. She was from England. Yeah, she's British. Yeah. Did you, did you ever have that conversation of like, well, look, don't think I'm ever going to come and live with you at the other side of the world? It's you know. If you dream of moving to New Zealand, then you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. 12 years ago, when me and Bri emigrated to New Zealand, we were scouring the internet, trying to find any information that we could about what our life would be like when we got here. And basically all we had was YouTube. So we made this vow. We said, when we get to New Zealand, we're going to create something that we can share with others that answers those questions that you're so desperate to know about, like what is your life going to be like when you get here? And that's what I'm here to offer you today. We have created a five-day free, absolutely free video guide that shows you what it's really like to live in New Zealand. This stuff is unique and it is fabulous. You are not going to find it anywhere else on the internet. And like I say, it's absolutely free. You'll be sent a video every day for five days and you will know what it's like in New Zealand. So head over to the website. It's www.nzahead/free. One more time, that's www.nzahead/free. You are going to love it. Kiwi, she was from England. Yeah, she's British. Yeah. Did you, did you ever have that conversation of like, well, look, don't think I'm ever going to come and live with you at the other side of the world? It's you know, was I that? can't remember. I can't remember having that specific. But it's been uh, a point of, I guess, discussion post. So when we've had start, I started having the conversation probably a couple of years ago. Just sort of, we went to New Zealand in 2008, uh, 2018, sorry, and we came back and we're both like, oh, we could, we could so live there, like it's amazing. But mm. my wife's really close to her her parents uh, and her family and um she was like 
if only. Um, and I said, well, you know, what do we think about? She said, look, you know, you, you, I got with you when you were in the UK. I, you know, so you don't, I don't owe you to move back to New Zealand. Um, you know, it was never kind of discussed early on. But I, I don't think we necessarily made a point of ruling it out when we first got together. Um, but I don't think it was really in scope then. Um, and then when it sort of become more of an option, um, I think she was a bit like, oh, I sort of, she doesn't regret it, obviously. I hope she doesn't. Um, but, <laughs> it's too late now. You've got to take yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it, it, I think that was where we started to realise. Um, and I think the kids probably facilitated that. I think, um, you know, growing up in New Zealand and, and then seeing friends have, with kids over here growing up in the UK, and it's you kind of realise what they could be having versus what they, they have over here. Yeah. So that's that's for me is accelerated it a little bit. I don't know if we would have ended up there maybe down the line, um, you know, retirement age or something like that. It's because it's always a nice place for that sort of thing as well. But mm. it's um yeah, we're definitely with it started playing on my mind a lot more. And I think with COVID as well, not being able to get back and see family. Like my, my daughter's yeah. two and a half, my oldest daughter, sorry, I keep saying I've got two now. Yeah, you got two. There's <laughs> two and a half and uh she's not met my side of the family yet. So they plan to come over here and we plan to go back and, and neither of those things have happened. So again, that was just a Another thing that was kind of like, right, I want to make this um, you know, happen and, and yeah. I want them to get to know her. And also I think I wanted my kids to feel like they were New Zealanders and I yeah. don't think they'd, they'd feel that here. If we grew, if they grew up here and they and we just lived here and I was the Kiwi, um, you know, they've got Kiwi passports, but I don't think they'd really feel that affinity with mm. New Zealand. So I wanted them to to have hopefully a memory. And, and if we can, I mean, we've not ruled out coming back if things aren't what we, we think they'll be. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if we have to come back, then then they'll still have a memory of childhood in New Zealand and, yeah. and experiences and stuff like that. So, yeah, because they, they're that age, aren't they? They're young enough to just go. It's a brilliant age to take them. So, yeah. So when when you say you went, so Joe's only been to New Zealand once. Is that right? She's been on an uh, on a with a cousin like I don't know ten years ago or something. Right. Like, on OE. So they travel around in a camper van for six weeks or something like that. And right. Been yeah. Back for I think three weeks we were back there for. And when you went back and you just said, oh, we went back there and we were like, oh, we could totally live here. What was it about New Zealand when you went back and did that holiday that made you think that? It's, I guess it's different as well because I was I, I was kind of looking at through um, realistic eyes, whereas when you're on holiday, everything seems like, you, know, yeah. you guys are in Italy, you're probably like, oh, at least we could definitely live here. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. And, <laughs> and then you start, you know, you go to work or something in the office and the oh. culture or stuff, and, you know, so there's just loads of stuff. When you're on holiday, it seems like it's just a uh, utopia. Um, so I kind of had a little bit like, hold on, just don't think this is it because the winters can suck. Um, so uh, whereas we were there in summer and everything. So, um, but we, I think it was the pace of life. Um, I've got really close friends there as well who I've been friends with since, since yeah, when I was sort of 13, 12, 13 years old. Mm. Um, who have got families of their own. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just everything's, oh, it's, everyone probably knows how accessible things are, um, you know, day trips and the like and, and doing things. Um, it's not too busy. It's just, yeah, it's just that, I guess, pace of life. We've got it a little bit moving out of London and moving out of the city. So we where we live now, very similar to that, I'd say, in, in sort of the UK um perspective yeah as good as, as close as you can get almost. i was gonna say yeah the cotswolds is is lovely isn't it? it's beautiful yeah so yeah it's i, I wouldn't I, is it not too busy where you live are you quite have got quite a lot of countryside no. and yeah we've got i mean footpaths and, and that's one thing i'm gonna miss here is footpaths and bridleways at home like the yeah. fact that you just walk through farmers lands is just insane so I, we, we we had dogs we, we made the most of that so 
uh, you know, I, I will miss that, but you got the parks and everything, the national parks at home. So uh, it was a weird one. I think it was just, um, yeah, we just, we just loved, we did a bit of traveling, saw friends and family and, and it was just, I think we probably came closer during that trip as well. And, and I probably was a different person showing her where I came from and stuff. Oh. So yeah, it was just a really nice time. So I think we kind of got on the plane thinking we'd definitely do that. Like, you know, that, yeah. that would not be a stretch to go there. Um, and then we sort of just parked it for a couple of years until COVID. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Tim, because I've, I've, I've always wondered about this because is it the same, is it the this is a little bit off topic, but is it the situation when, you know, like when you meet someone and you're from a different country, do you feel like you can talk about New Zealand? Like I'm just, I'm comparing it to sort of like when we come back to England and we keep talking about New Zealand, I can see my relatives. They're just like, oh, shut oh, up no. about New Zealand. Please stop going on about it. Was that, is that the same in your marriage? I mean, I don't mean to pry, but you know, <laughs> are you yeah. allowed to talk about New Zealand? <laughs> I think it was a swear word for about six months during was COVID. But I was like, no, but no, 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 it wasn't that bad. But I think, I think it's more, um, I don't know when it was, I, I, I was really apprehensive to, to kind of raise it as a, an option. I didn't want to hear the words no. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of sat on that in myself for a while, just thinking, oh, that'd be great. And I sort of did a little bit of research in the background before we had the, or before I sort of tabled it um, to kind of understand realistically what it looked like from a visa perspective, you know, from her side and, and, and all those sorts of things, just to kind of understand if we're in a position to actually do it. Um, and then, you know, job wise and, and cost of living wise and things like yeah. that where, where we'd be sort of financially um and then even for her parents for example if they'd had the opportunity to come out with sort of visas for them for you know, visiting long term or, or coming out as, as residents if, if we if we're going to stay full time so yeah it's um yeah it, it I sort of did all that before and so i was a little bit i didn't want to talk about it and then sort of raised it and then um no i didn't i didn't have to sell anything because she knew what it was like she yeah. knows what it's yeah. like which is great and she, and she loves it as well. I think it was more along the lines of, would you be willing to make that sacrifice from, I mean, her parents moved to our village, so her parents live in our village. Oh, do they? Um, yeah, so she's like really a close from way. Oh. So, um, so yeah, well, they so. they can come out too, Tim, can't they? They can yeah, come they're, out they're, too. Yeah, they're, they're booked for a couple of months in January, oh, so they're lovely. not going to wait too long until they get here. Yeah. So, And they're both retired as well. So, um, you know, they, they can, as, as long as they're willing and able to, they can come out as often as they like. Um, yeah. Well, Joe's not going to work initially, so I'll, I'll should be looking after the kids. So, um, you know, that she'll have the time to be able to sort of host them and spend time with them, which will be great. So they'll be able to spend quality time. I think you, in an earlier podcast, you referenced kind of that the visit when it's quality time over yes. quantity. Yes, and that's what I've that's what I've been very much beating that yep. since. I Absolutely, and that is a hundred percent, Tim. Honestly, it's just when Brian's parents came out, they were there for like six weeks. When would you ever get that time, you know, 24 seven together for six weeks? It's just, they got to know the kids so well in that six weeks. They spent yeah. such quality time. It was, it was lovely. You know, it was just, yeah, brilliant. It was really lovely. So yeah, keep, like, even, keep hold of that. Yeah. We, when, I mean, they live up the road, four minutes walk and, and we see them every day. We, uh, our daughter, uh, oldest daughter, sorry. Uh, she looks, uh, they look after her, I think four days a week. So we do, drop off some pick up there but we see them but we don't you know sometimes we, we we've just done drop off and pick up we don't actually spend no quality time with them every no. every day you get to the end of the week and you feel like you haven't even said what have you been up to um, yeah exactly you know, even though you've seen them 10 times yeah um because this life kind of just gets in the way so i think you're right i think um it'll be different i think you know we're, we're sort of looking at options around technology and i think it's different these days with all the video calling and things like that yeah and, you know there's, there's options where i think it would have been a lot harder 
maybe 10, even five, 10 years ago, oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, and if the fact that they can travel out is, is, I mean, I mean, I was looking at FES, so it's not cheap, but um, it's still doable. So, yeah. So, two, it's, it's, two things it's I just want to ask you, Tim. One, I do, I'll come back about, I just want to come back to the other question in a minute. But one, just tell me about the visa. So, if you're married to a Kiwi, do you automatically get entry into New Zealand? So, yeah, I, I'm no expert. Um, we're using a consultant to, but, but yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward from what I can see. Um, right. Because I've been out of the country as well, um, longer, I think it's longer than 12 months, maybe. Uh, I'm considered an expat, so she can get um, permanent residency straight away, I think. Right. Otherwise, you might need to get a, an entry, uh, like a visa, and then get permanent residency. I'm, I'm not clear on exactly the details, but right. the, but it was, uh, the, and the fact that we're married as well. I mean, we, we could have been um, in a, I guess, de, de facto, these school, I don't know what it's called now, like a civil partnership or something, or, mm. or um, you know, a relationship. She could have still got it, but because we we're married, it's a lot straight, more straightforward. You sent your marriage certificate in. You still need to provide like reams of information around Do you? Um, living together, right. all that sort of stuff. The, the norm, I think we've gone a bit overkill. The consultant's been very much like, more information is better than less information. So we, they, she really wanted to get as much as she could. Um, but we've got uh, kids, um, we've got a house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, but they still need like a letter from friends saying these guys are in a stable relationship. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it's, it's, I think it is quite straightforward from, from my perspective. I don't know what it's like not being married to a New Zealander. So I don't know how more, much more difficult, but it's definitely not, she doesn't need a job. Yeah. Um, right. And, and I think when, when she gets there, she's got, permanent residency straight away so in theory um i think like for example we could apply for her parents to come out on a some sort of like parent visa um, right. of a resident yeah like that. so yeah so they you know but i think that visa is, uh, is closed at the moment but if, if we were to look at that down the line because she's got permanent residency so yeah, yeah it's, it was very i was expecting it to be straightforward and it was probably as straightforward as that's I expected. good yeah. yeah that's what i always imagined do you know what tim when I was younger and I was pregnant, I believed that if I went over to France and had the baby, just like, you know, got a taxi over to France and had the baby, I said to Brian, let's do that and the baby will be French. <laughs> it's like, and then it'll have French residency. And so, yes. so I just, I wanted to ask you because that, that's as far as my knowledge goes on uh, being married. Well, to one it. thing I'd, I think that's true for England, actually. I don't know. I might be completely wrong, but from what I can understand, if you're born in England, you can get a British passport or you can born in the UK, sorry. Yeah, but, but if you just thought, nipping over for the day just to have the baby. It's like, I say if you went I, into labour and went, okay, let's go. Oh, Brian's put his thumb up. I'm I not crazy, so. Tim. Oh, no. I was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about France, but definitely I think the UK. But but in terms of one thing that I'll say on the New Zealand side of things is, my, so both our daughters are born here. They can get New Zealand passports. Um, I think it's called by descent but they can't pass those passports or pa can't pass their New Zealand citizenship on to their children which guts me. So, yeah, so unless the kids, if the kids are born in New Zealand, obviously they get it. Um, right. Okay. But, I'm sorry. Right. If we, say, for example, they live in the UK and right. they have kids here, they can't say, well, you, I can make you citizens because of right. my uh, That's where it ends sort of thing. You can't yeah, just keep carrying yeah. it on down the generations. Oh, okay. So that, that's, oh. that's one. I, so I think we can actually apply for that when we're home, which is good. So I'll try and get them sort of citizenship by grant, I think it's called. So, mm. yeah, there's just random little things like that that you never would ever think of. And you look start looking into it, you're like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, so loads and loads of little.
And the other thing I wanted to say to you, which I should have said this at the beginning of the bloody podcast, was congratulations, because you've literally become a father for the second time. You and Joe have had a baby girl three weeks ago. And that's what you keep saying. You know, my daughter, oh, my oldest daughter. And I'm sorry I didn't say that, but congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I didn't have... I didn't have to do too much. It was it was all her. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a hectic. We knew it was going to be hectic, and she kept telling me it's going to be crazy. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, I think it's more that Kiwi thing, like almost hit in the cloud, like hit in the in the sand. It's like, yeah, no, it'll be sweet. We'll, we'll sort yeah. it out. And then when the time comes, you're like, yeah, I knew it was going to suck, but I just didn't want to actually face <laughs> into it. So, <laughs> oh, you can tell Joe from me. She's got my utmost respect because to go to have a baby anyway is a flipping <laughs> yeah. nightmare. But to think then about moving to the other side of the world, wow, wow. Yeah, we moved. We moved been... house last time. So our, our daughter, we'd been in this house two weeks, and our daughter was born, and she was like, "Never again are we moving house when we have a baby." Oh. I was like, "No, no." <laughs> so I've gone one step <laughs> further. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know what I'm signing up to if we ever have another one, but yeah, it's definitely um, we won't be able to do that again. So oh. she's been very, she's been very, very accommodating. I'll give her that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She must, she must be a very special lady, that's for sure. Sometimes, right, yeah. So, she, has, she has her moments. <laughs> the thing I wanted to ask you, which so when you were living in the UK, what did you miss most about New Zealand? If you could say things that you missed. <sighs> <laughs> apart from I'd say what is <laughs> I was going to say like pineapple lumps black forest chocolate chocolate <laughs> fish but whenever anyone comes over they just give me this like, like suitcase full of food oh, um so yeah apart from the obvious uh sort of food stuff and fit the fish and chips I gotta say I think is a lot better in New Zealand versus the UK as well so I miss oh. that um <laughs> so yeah can of worms that is Tim <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave that one there but um I just think I just think probably yeah and then again friends and family. Um, I think I've been away 14 years, so that's kind of, I guess, numbed that a little bit, I think. Mm. And maybe we're, it's in our, I guess, kind of culture to do the OE, the, the whole overseas experience element. You know, at some point you disappear for a couple of years, whether that be Australia or further afield. So you're always going to be apart from your family for a period of time. Um, so, so that, yeah, I guess that was not as difficult as, as it may be for some people. Yeah. Myself. Um, but yeah, just, I think, the, the lifestyle, I guess, it was it was too, it was probably too quiet for me, and, and even like to look at um, work opportunities. But as a sports photographer, there wasn't a lot going on. You'd do rugby, and that was about it, really. A little mm-hmm. bit of cricket at home. Um, whereas here in London, literally every night of the week, it was there'd be like I don't know, Elton John would be doing a concert, and you'd never even hear about it on a, on a Tuesday, uh-huh. and then you know, on a Wednesday, it's whatever Paul McCartney or something. So yeah. you, you you just and then you know, and then there's the West End, and then there's sport happening every other day, like you know, massive sport. So it was always just something going on. You know, you could go to a restaurant, there's just different places to eat. The gateway to um, Europe as well. So New Zealand is quite isolated, obviously. So, mm-hmm. you know, Australia, I, I didn't do enough in the South Pacific. I went to Samoa, I think, once, and that was about it. But I'd do a lot more down there now instead of looking at Australia or Southeast Asia as sort of holiday destinations because mm-hmm. over here, you're on you know, an hour and a half, two hours on a plane in Europe somewhere different i used to it would blow my mind every time i got on a ferry at dover and got off in france and would be yeah. in the car and whoever i was with would be like okay shut up we know they speak french it's a different yeah, culture yeah. but every time i'd have to say it like it's yeah. it's beyond belief for it like a, for a kiwi yeah um, yeah so, so that, country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah completely you know 
Yeah. Even driving across the borders in Europe, you're a bit like, is this it? We're just, yeah. okay, we're just driving across this, from this line. Yeah. It's, so great. it's weird, so, isn't it, as well, how they, yeah. they literally, they go from one language to the next, just across the road almost. Yeah, I well. being in Portugal and, I, and we're on the border of Spain and I went, to, I was, we crossed the border and I spot, I had like a Portuguese French uh, phrase book. I said something to them and they were like, okay. I was like, you can't tell me you, 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 def, you definitely speak Portuguese. You're just being difficult. You can't tell me you, you live about three <laughs> minutes from Portugal and you don't speak Portuguese. But anyway, yeah, it was, but it is, it's, it's, it is crazy. that, And I think that's something that I, um, so I'm going to miss going back to New Zealand. Um, but also in New Zealand, I, I didn't know I, how big a part it would play in, my, play in my life coming over here so mm-hmm. I didn't probably miss or think about that when I was in New Zealand as much yeah. um, but I think it's yeah it's it's probably that the traveling aspect of it I think it's harder to travel I'm looking forward to doing more around New Zealand um, but I have done a fair bit of that already um, mm-hmm. so we'll do it as a family and taking the, the kids there will be amazing um, and things that you thought were actually awesome when you when you were a kid hopefully they're still as awesome oh, when your kids be. are kids you know yeah yeah, just so, yeah. I just wanted to stop one minute because Zoom is saying I'm just gonna Zoom is saying I'm gonna cut out in seven minutes. Why is it saying that? Well, it's because you're only allowed an hour. So have we been on? A, we haven't been on an hour, have we, Tim? Five minutes. <laughs> no, oh, thirty. It's thirty-three minutes we've been on. Oh, maybe maybe it's forty-five. Forty minutes. minutes. Maybe it's forty minutes. I think it's when I started. It said forty minutes. Something yeah, like that. That's uh, right. Well, we can just watch tonight. You just go till the end, and then. We just called Tim back. We haven't finished. So okay. Another one. Yeah. All right then. I'll do that then, Tim. I'll try and wrap it up now. Okay, in the next six minutes. No, oh. you're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Okay. Or I can just pull you back. I don't know how. I, I just talk too much, don't I? I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. It's absolutely lovely talking. Too much Liverpool chat, Brian. Jesus. <laughs> That's what it is. I think we need more Liverpool chat, actually. <laughs> So when you say the, because honestly, I'm this question, you'll, you, I'm sure you get it yourself, but I am asked this about a trillion times a week. What is the New Zealand lifestyle? How do you sum up the New Zealand lifestyle? And you just said it. You said, oh, yeah, I want to go back there because of the lifestyle. What, how, what, what would you say the lifestyle is in New Zealand? How would you just sum it up? Again, it, it, it varies because um, I, my dad uh, ran a pub in Greymouth and I went from Christchurch to Greymouth and it was like going back about, 25 years in New Zealand terms. <laughs> oh, God. So God knows what it was like coming back from, from here. So, you know, even within New Zealand, there's there's variations on lifestyle. Um, but I think it's it's more laid back um, in general. You know, obviously, you get highly strong individuals in any culture, but um, it's more um, relaxed. Things are more relaxed. Uh, I, I think even um, with having kids now, I think there's a, a real sort of protective nature in the uk uh, around leaving your kids unattended you, do, you 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 know being at events and people being there um like like with cameras and stuff like that um signing waivers for things and all the sorts of things and i just i don't again i don't know what that's like in my day it definitely wasn't there yeah it was say free for all you know you could take pictures or whatever and do whatever you want to yeah. yeah around kids and stuff with with your kids um i don't know if that's changed or not it might it might be well, it similar. certainly hasn't in Tadanaki, that's for sure. Yeah. No, definitely but, not. Yeah. No. So it's it's just, I guess it's more more trusting nature. I was, I was thinking about... Cameras in Greymouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they haven't got any cameras in Greymouth. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but, they, but, you know, even like when the phone rings and it's an unknown number or it's a number I don't recognise, you don't pick it up. It's just one of those, you know, or someone mm. rings and they'll say something and you immediately think, oh, this is a scam. Mm. Um, it's just... 
it's just that mindset of the, the non-trusting mindset almost. Um, you know, someone will knock on your door and ask for something or ask for help. And your first thought is, well, what's going on here? What, what, what are they, is there someone going to rob my house? Like, what are they going to do? And so, whereas at home, it was always, yeah, you help everyone out and strangers even. And, and, and you know, but, um, it's just, I guess it's just that, that way. Like I said, it's, it obviously varies somewhat. Auckland's probably mm-hmm. less of it, you know, those bigger cities. Um, but definitely in the smaller communities, it's um, it's a lot more tight knit, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's nice to have a bit more of a worldly perspective as well. I think there can be somewhat of a narrow mind in New Zealand at times. Um, so it's nice to be able to go back with a bit more perspective and and hopefully share some of that wisdom with, yeah. with you know, people and friends and family and stuff like that. If, you know, and and sort of rub off on them a little bit because it you can take bits of what different lifestyles and different cultures and, and, and embed those in your own. So um, I'm not going back thinking, right, we're going to live the New Zealand way. It's going to, we're going to just live the life that's best for us. We want to be outdoors. Yeah. We want to be on the water close to the coast, um, you know, make the most of our weekends. We want to go skiing in the winter and you know, those are the sorts of things that oh, are, are, are sort of the, the ambition, but whether or not we have the time to do that realistically when I'm at home and, you know, you've worked oh, a you will. week and you will, <laughs> you you will because you're not going to be sat in traffic and lining up in queues and the I know. market and stuff. But again, that, that, time. even the commute thing is one thing I'd, I'd say as well. Like I used to commute um, to my office. My, my office commute now is an hour and 10 minutes. And I used to commute up to two hours, two and a half hours to the office here. And, and you might be out there four days a week. I mean, I'm home based, but you, you know, sometimes you could be in there three or four days a week, depending on yeah. what's going on. Literally at Christ in Christchurch, if you were not within a ten minute drive from anywhere, school, office, university, yeah. you may as well been on it may have well been on Mars. It was yeah. literally like that that mindset. So, you know, when I and I think that's changed somewhat now with the earthquake and people sort of moving away from from sort of the place of work in the city centre and everything like that. But yeah, even now we, we're talking about where to live and my wife's like, Oh yeah, but that's only fifteen minutes. Oh, that's a fifteen minute drive. And I'm like, Joe, you forget. Fifteen minutes is to our grocery store. Yeah. Here. Like, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, when we, and we think that's just up the road. So mm. I think that that changes your commute. You know, if I was commuting an hour and a half, and if I lived in Timaru and was commuting to Christchurch three days a week, people would think I was insane. Yeah. So yeah. it's um, yeah, it's 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 I guess different perspective. But I think that you you adapt as well. So quickly, I'll get home and I have to drive twenty minutes somewhere. I'll be like, oh god, I've got yeah. this 20, <laughs> 20 minute marathon drive. Yeah, that I've got yeah. to do. So I think that you can easily get sucked up into. the yeah, your surroundings as well. And your life I loved what you just said about because Brian always says that, and it's I I, I likes that you said it too. Was like you bring you, you know you go away, you go traveling, and you find the best of things in cultures and experiences, and you bring them back to New Zealand. And I think that's what makes New Zealand the great country that it is. You know, because it's just it has it's like a big melting pot of all these the best of everything has been brought back to and it eventually comes back to New Zealand. You know, yeah. And I love that that you said that. Yeah, definitely. I think, and again, I think parts of New Zealand are different. I think the South Island is probably not as open, maybe, or not as exposed mm-hmm. to that, potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a sort of a, a generalisation, but definitely in the North Island, Auckland, yeah. especially more yeah. cosmopolitan sort of city. Um, but yeah, but I think it's, it's, it's still evolving, it's still changing. I think even when I look at, read the news and, and see what's happening in New Zealand, I still think, oh, that's so different from when I was there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's evolved so much. So I'll, I'll have a lot... Um, to do to kind of get to know the country and the culture myself when I get back, I think. So it'll mm. be exciting. It will, won't it? What are you going to miss? I know you just said about the bridal ways and the country walkways, and I agree 100% with you on that. But what else are you going to miss about the UK when you move back to New Zealand? I, 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 
There is there is stuff. I think I think there'd be ability to do stuff. So if you want to do stuff, yeah. So for example, I've yet to uh, like go to Glastonbury. Every year I try. Every year I fail. What, you uh, can't so get tickets. I can't get tickets. Really? No. So next year I won't even be able to try because I won't be here. Um, but that sort of whole festival culture, especially with, again with kids, like I'd love to take my kids to something like that and experience that. And I think we, we will be coming back in the summer, so I don't think it's kind of never going to happen. Mm. Um, and then obviously, like I said before, uh, the ability to just jump on a plane or, or get on a boat and go to somewhere completely different and have your kids experience that. Um, I think it's more about the kids' stuff now. And I, I was saying to the wife the other day um, around like they've got like Thomas the Tank Engine world here and Peppa Pig world and all these sorts of things. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> Close their mind. So yeah. whereas at home, I think it's like rainbows end and that's about it in Auckland. So um, yeah, those sorts of things. There's there's like just loads of things like that that um you can fill your time with. I think it's gonna be more about just being somewhere and you do like being outside, being near the like I say, like on a river or being on the sea or being up the mountain, as opposed to almost like attractions here. So going to somewhere, going to the like have a pig world or going somewhere. Um, it's different. Um, you, you don't really like. I don't. We wouldn't go. Oh, let's just go to the Lake District for a weekend with the kids. Mm. Uh, at the moment, we would. We would have eventually. But um, yeah, it's, so it's true. It's so true. You just. You just. It's just ringing back to when my kids were little, and you would. You'd spend all weekend going to these. I don't know. Super Spending duper, money. Yeah, spending loads of money Thanks. and going to these super duper like special farm days. That's like you say. Got Thomas going to be appearing and. I remember my brother spent an absolute fortune at Christmas because they went on a, a Polar Express experience and they went on this train and people served yeah. them hot chocolate. I mean, fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it cost him a fortune. And also, what's wrong with just giving your kid a, you know, lighting a little bonfire down the beach or whatever and giving them a tub of hot chocolate and some marshmallows? Just as much fun. But we don't tend to do or we didn't tend to do that in the UK. It was almost like you were addicted to those doing these really high you need to don't you yeah yeah you do and it's like oh yeah everyone's doing that my kids want to go there and same with birthday parties tim i mean i don't know if you've experienced this but yeah Yeah. what's that all about it's like i don't again i I don't know what it's like in new zealand but the the culture of that is just a one up one upping thing isn't it it's like keeping up the joneses and then yeah and that's and that's the same you're saying about the um the activities and the, the attractions and things like that i think mm. that's what I, I think to your point before i think that's a really good point actually around just doing the, the simple things and yeah. i think we do do a bit of that where we are we, we, you know it doesn't take much to entertain a couple of you know, young kids they don't need much in terms of um you know and you take them there and it's almost like you feel like they should be getting more out of what they do like are you enjoying yourself so i just yeah the thought of like you say like bonfire and, and it's something that's really simple but accessible i think when you look at those things around the attractions they're always really busy as well there's loads of people yeah. and you don't it's always such a mission you've got to go get parking and you know dr- drive a couple of hours and there might be traffic and um and it's and it's busy there you've got to line up for food and so i think just the sheer volume of people and at these things because that's where everyone goes right yeah um but like, like i say we could go for a walk with um the kids in the backpack on one of these footpaths or bridleways here and and just stop and have a picnic or something we don't see anybody and that's free and just as nice and that's more about what we want to be doing in new zealand is getting outdoors and and just making them appreciate 
I guess, nature. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, you know, there's not a need to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars mm. on a weekend just to kind of keep the kids entertained because you know, we shouldn't need to. So, no. again, I, I think that's 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 the optimum, but whether or not we're just throwing money at them or something, but there's, no. not, like, there's not as many things to do. So you have to be quite inventive. And I think you are, um, as a child, you're happier with, with almost with less. You know, th there's not that stuff. Yeah. So you have to put yourself entertained almost. Yeah. So you, you you will invent things and you and your friends will whatever go and build forts or stuff and huts and you know and play games and just mm. knock around um, and and again your, your parents give you the freedom to do that you might go over to your mate's house and just jump the back fence and run across and 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 do things whereas here you need to make a play date your parents will need to go and yes. take you, you know, oh, can't um, stand that everything's yeah. a bit more spontaneous at home it's all yeah. in the spirit of the moment and even yeah. here you say with friends I oh, will catch up you know. Okay, well, let's catch up and you both look at each other's diaries and stuff. And yeah. Oh, from four, four weekends from next month, we can do it. So yeah. I'm just like, what are you doing? Come around. Yeah, exactly. I know. I, I, I've also said, I don't know if you guys have found this, but there's there's also a thing here where I used to have it with a friend of mine who would never, ever come over uninvited. And he was used to say to me, like, you've never invited me around. I'm like, mate, the door is always open. And he'd never come over. Whereas at home, people used to turn up in my house all the time. Mm. So inconvenient, but just knock on the door and be like, Hey, I've come to hang out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What do you do? You know, like, yeah. I'm just not convenient. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Just drop everything and hang out. Oh. Whereas here, it'd be, it'd be like, what are you doing here? Why are you yeah. here? So, oh, my yeah. God. The thought of turning up at someone's house uninvited is just like, it's just sent shivers down your spine, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that. It's so nice talking to a Kiwi about Britain. It's, it's just brilliant, this. I'm loving this. I hope, just, I hope I didn't go home and I'm because I, I do find that like I remember when I was moved over here the first time and again that same friend who was uninvited his wife uh, him and his wife and I took me under their wing in, in Liverpool and I'd be I'd say something I'd go blah 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 New Zealand in New Zealand and she turned around one day and she went well if you love it that much why don't you move home I was like, <laughs> okay I'm obviously talking about New Zealand way too much <laughs> And that's that what I asked about earlier, wasn't it? That was like that was like three three years in. So I think I've yeah, it's a bit further in the memory now. And I yeah. hope I don't do the same going back and be like, well, in the UK, this is how we do this, and this is what they do. You'll have to watch yourself, won't know, you? Yeah. yeah. No, I know that's that that is exactly why I asked you that because me and Brian have this conversation all the time. It's like, what is it? Why aren't we allowed to talk about New Zealand? But I don't know what it is, but they don't like it. And I think that's what it is. It's like you're here now. You're British and you're here now, so shut up about New Zealand. <laughs> you know, it's really frustrating, but yeah. Oh, what else was I going to ask you? Hang on, I'm not letting you go yet because we talked about the kids and I do, I do, oh yeah, I know I wanted to ask you. So this is what people say to me a lot on the in the in within the community. They'll say, oh yeah, but the money's better over, sorry, the money's better in New Zealand in the uk you know things are so expensive in new zealand which they are houses are expensive which they are we know that they're like if i move to the new if i move to new zealand i'm going to be have to take like a 50 percent cut in wages and we're just going to be really poor and we can't afford to live there having done all your research what do you think you've, you know i'm not asking you how much money you're spending or anything but do you think it's going to be equal or do you think you're going to be like taking a cut or is it going to be the same or what what's your opinion on that um, well, my wife's not working. Like I say, she she works here, and we and we do similar jobs, and we earn roughly the same sort of salary. So yeah. we are taking a hit financially moving back. At, and at the moment, it all adds up on a spreadsheet. <laughs> so oh, whether okay. or not that that will be the reality of it, we don't know. Um, so 
What about property and things? You know, what yeah, I mean, again, com- comparable. So, I mean, you know, where we live now, you're probably you're probably spending on a three or four bedroom house. You're probably spending north of half a million pounds easily right. um, on just a sort of a, a semi-detached, um, which again is not a term in New Zealand you'd ever use. But no. um, uh, so yeah, a semi-detached property, um, and again, people are obsessed with. Being in detached property. Oh my like, god! Oh yes. To, to detach, yeah. like yeah. it's like you've made it when you're I know. detached. <laughs> yeah. And then the gap between the houses will be about that big, but it is detached. <laughs> and what about if you've got what those things called link detached? So you yeah, move, yeah. You, move, you move from semi-detached to link detached because your garage is joined up, and then yeah. like you say, you get that little tiny gap, and it's like, yes, I've made it. I'm I've in a detached it. property. Yeah. I didn't even know what a bungalow house was until I moved over here and I've lived it more of my life. And people were like, oh, so it's a bungalow. I was like, uh, no, it's just a one-story house. I'm like, yeah, bungalow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that must be what it is then. You no guys have been to live in a bungalow. Yeah. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I think, I think we, we were always anticipating taking a hit financially and it wasn't about the money for us. Um, I mean, if we wanted to do... If it was about the money, to be honest, we would have moved to Australia probably. Right. Um, yeah, that's so, enough. Yeah. yeah. But but it's, it's it's not. So it's about being close to friends and family. Again, it's why we chose Christchurch. There's there's better money in Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but property wise, you know, you're probably spending a million dollars on a, on a decent house in Christchurch, mm-hmm. which is equivalent to half a million. So I think they're not the too same. You can spend less, and you can spend more. Same as over here, but yeah, uh, I think sort of where you're looking, it's not too dissimilar. Um, I think obviously the interest rates are a lot higher, so your, your repayments will be a lot higher. I mean, I think you know we're paying whatever one point eight percent interest here yeah. on the property, and over there it's probably four and a half percent, five percent interest. So already, if you, you know if you're borrowing a similar amount as well, then you're going to be paying more mm. um, in New Zealand. Uh, but I think it, your net pay, from what I can see, my, my net pay is is you know, on a similar wage. It's right. better in New Zealand. I don't what with, with national insurance and and tax and the like. Um, when I look at my net pay, I had a company car here, which isn't uh, a taxable kind of uh, benefit in New Zealand. So again, that's just actually a benefit. Mm. So there's little things where you can get some stuff back, you know, yeah. not even buying property, no stamp duty. So mm. that's a big one. You know, you, obviously the the estate agency fees to sell are higher, but you know, it's when you sell the property. So you actually should be making capital on that to cover it. Whereas yeah. here, you're going to buy a house and you've actually got to front up with whatever, 15,000 pounds in government tax to have the ability to purchase a property yeah, on top yeah. of your deposit, yeah. which is just insane. So, I, yeah, I think there's, I guess the cost of living one, the one that really worries me, the, the kind of day-to-day groceries, power, um, Christchurch don't pay for water, so your kind of utility bills. Um, but again, no council tax if you're renting. It's it's just rates if, if, you, um, mm. if you buy a property. So, yeah, there's little ways to, to get money back potentially. Um, and then I think, like you say, around the attractions and things on weekend stuff. You're going to save doing, a fortune, aren't you? I hope so, yeah. You are. Commute's going to be less. So, yeah. Yeah. You are. I, I asked me in six months when right. wife's at work. Yeah. All right. I can't afford yeah. it. She went I've, like- I've got three jobs. <laughs> um, but as it stands, it, it, I don't think it's too dissimilar. But I mean, talking to like my family, they're all saying it, it, it don't, you know, come here, eyes open. It is. It is expensive. Yeah. But I think um, what we're not kind of overlaying as well is the cost of living in the UK is increasing yeah. exponentially. And, yeah. and every other week, the inflation rates, uh, interest rates going up and inflation rates going up. So mm. you know, well, I'm, I work in the industry, food industry, so I'm putting through cost price increases 
know, as and when, and we're not the only ones doing it. So I know kind of it keeps creeping. Why are they going up so much? Why do why are people putting prices up on food? I know this is totally off topic, but yeah, but like um, packaging. So like in cardboards, the price of cardboards tripled. Um, right. The labour costs have increased because there's a sh- there's a sh- labour shortage because of Brexit. Yeah, uh, shipping and freight costs have increased. So to get your um, base ingredients and your commodities, the to get those into the countries has increased to get to for those. So all those sorts of things kind Just of compound and yeah, add up to something else, and and they keep going up. So even my we're, we're sending some stuff back shipping, and I'm getting an email every probably every two weeks saying, by the way, your cost of your shipping has gone up another 400 quid. Oh, they shouldn't be doing that, should they? You should set, say a set price and that should be yeah. it. That's not fair, that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But you are, you kind of, they know you've, you're, I'll say you've got you bent over a barrel, basically, yeah. because you've got another option. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, we were going to ship our car back, but then they kept sending these emails and we just thought, no, screw it, we're just going to sell it here and, and go home. So, um, Good idea. We'll just get so, one when you're back in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. so, but it, it is it is a concern, but I think um, it's it's been, uh, there's so many different dynamics. I mean, even the, as crazy as it sounds, the, the war in the Ukraine and the part the UK has played in that has been a, a part of the decision. It's been sort of as things escalate over here. You think, well, we're kind of in the in the mixer here. Like you know, you, you back at home, you're you're a lot further away if things yeah. pick off. Yeah. Um, and it might seem a little bit overkill. It might seem like you're being a bit kind of hypersensitive to that sort of situation. But you know, it, you just have no idea what's going to happen. And, no. it, and I'd rather be wrong and be yeah safe than yeah, of course be right and still be over here. Yeah. So. And it's hard not yeah. to think like that when you've got little babies as well, isn't it? You know, it's the first Maybe, thing that yeah. comes to your mind is just like this. Going back to the cost of living, though, I mean, we've just come over here, as you know, we've been in the, we went to the UK for a, a six week, um, a month, six weeks, and I couldn't believe the price of things because I was thinking, oh, it's going to be so much cheaper than New Zealand. I reckon that the food, the supermarket food is maybe a fractionally, fractionally cheaper than New Zealand. Mm. But I'll tell you what, though, Tim, Eating out in a cafe, forget it, because New Zealand is a lot cheaper than New Zealand for that. Oh, sorry, New Zealand is a lot cheaper than the UK for that. Yeah. I think well, so. But even when I think back to when fr- like friends and family come over sort of the early 2010s, so you sort of like, you know, whatever, 2014, 15, they would always be like, wow, the groceries are so cheap. Yeah, they did just used to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously just kept creeping and creeping. So, yeah. so there was a point where it was, and maybe that's put people's reference points. Cause I'm on a few Facebook groups and all, every, some of the groups, like all they ever do is complain about the cost of food in New Zealand. Like, mm. oh, it's whatever, it's $6 for a, a head of broccoli. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they love the broccoli and, one. <laughs> you know, and then there was someone will put a picture up of like Audi with like 49p for a broccoli oh. head. And stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, I it's, must it's, admit, though, when we went to Belgium, I walked into Lidl's in Belgium, right? And they literally, they had a bucket like this, this bigger bucket, filled with cherry tomatoes for about two euros. And I nearly, I nearly just dropped dead on the floor. I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? You'd need yeah. a mortgage to buy that many cherry tomatoes in New Zealand. Don't tell me that because I love cherry tomatoes. Oh, so. You need to grow your own then. That's all you need to yeah. do is just grow your own. Buy a pack of seeds. It's so easy, honestly. I've never grown anything, and I was growing stacks of tomatoes last summer. So yeah. just do that then, Tim. But even at home, I remember, like, here, yeah, I eat so much avocado, and at home, you you wouldn't. You'd, it was almost like a treat, avocado. I remember when mm. I was growing up, you'd be like, oh, avocado. Like, you know, you go into your auntie's house, they'd be like, oh, they've got avocado. <laughs> and here, it's just like all year round, you know, yeah. two quid for two. Um, 
Whereas at home, it's, it's obviously seasonal. So, you, but I, I never really thought like that. I never really thought about the seasonality of fruit and veg when I was a kid or younger. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, those sorts of things, when I'm paying for it, yeah. really are interest. But I think they taste all the more better when they're seasonal, though, don't they? There's yeah, nothing really, nicer yeah, than, so. you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're having strawberries at Christmas and because they're in season. So. And, that, that, and it means more, I think, as well. You appreciate it more, like yeah. I say, because you don't get it all the time. Whereas here, you just go, like, strawberries, it's just on your list all year round. Yeah. Um, whereas home, like you say, like it'd be like strawberry time. You'd be like, oh, this, and you, you might grow some or something. You'd be like, oh, the strawberries are really, oh, yeah, great. yeah. So you really oh. sort of celebrate it. So yeah, it's 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 it'll be nice. Like I can't wait. Yeah, I can see. I can see how excited you are. So you leave in what three weeks? Did you say? Uh, yeah, twenty twenty uh, twenty eighth. I leave. Twenty uh, eighth of August. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're then, going over first and then coming back to get Joe, is that right? Yeah, so I go over for, I think, three or four weeks. So I start my job. So, again, one one of the things at home was uh, my job here, th- three months' notice period, so 12 weeks. And at home, it's four weeks. So that you, I started having conversations and they were like, when can you start? And I was like, well, in three, three months' time. They're like, what? <laughs> um, so they, they thankfully, they, they waited uh, the three months, but they were, I think, I didn't want to push them to wait any longer. So I've... And it was an opportunity in Christchurch, which they weren't, you know, coming up all that frequently. So I felt like I had to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going back. They're putting me up for a little while, which is great. And oh, I'll nice. probably sort some accommodation out, hopefully for the family while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a company car. So, you know, we'll have transport when I'm when, when the family gets as well. So I guess it'll just be to bed down. They can turn up, hopefully. And it, most of the things are sorted, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and take the pressure off. And I'm, I'm you know, Joe... I would never even ask her. I haven't asked her, and I wouldn't to, to travel over here on her own with two kids. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go back. There's a family wedding on the Saturday, so I'll come back for that, and then we'll fly back on the Sunday. So I think I've, I get in on Friday morning, and we leave Sunday night. So it's a oh God, tough gonna, turnaround for yeah, me. It is, isn't it? Um, but yeah, oh, well, I won't well, drink too no. much at the wedding. No, I just don't. Three kids in a hangover on a, on a, a 24-hour flight. I forgot to say, don't talk about New Zealand. No one wants to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Tim, it's been absolutely gorgeous talking to you. Thanks so much for doing this uh, this podcast with me. It's no been problem. lovely. Uh, and I can't wait. I'm going to catch up with you again, hopefully, you know, maybe in a year's time and just see how you're doing, if you're loving it. But I've got every faith that you're just going to love your new life. And That's it's- just made me so homesick for New Zealand listening to you. Oh, it has, hasn't it? It's I know. Just- his accent. Yeah, but it's just that positivity that I've missed so much over the last three months, you know, just how you can do things and all that sort of stuff yeah. like you know and it's just the way you put everything in in place it was just like true kiwi you need to go home i see what my, my, yeah I, I don't know I, i'm interested to see because my i, I talked to you liz and you're saying well, you've not really lost your accent i, I thought you i oh, sorry you, you yeah i thought you would have had a stronger accent and i thought that's quite strong and then you ring home and you talk to and you like we used to ring back in the day you'd ring like to get a number you'd ring information and they'd be like the number is two, one, two. And I was like, whoa, is that what we sound like? Like, is that what I sound like? So I think I've lost some of it, but it's yeah, yeah it's not as strong as it was. But I, I just wonder, my daughter, she's talking now, two and a half year old. I wonder how long it's going to take her to start sounding like a little Kiwi. Oh. So there's that sort of evolves. Yeah. She's quite a little posh thing at the moment, but I think she'll, she'll turn into a Kiwi after a little while. Which yeah. Is cool. yeah, yeah, that'll be lovely, amazing. won't it? Yeah. No, it's true about the positivity. It's so true. It's such a Kiwi trait, that isn't yeah. it? I love uh, yeah, it. Positivity slash maybe some naivety, maybe. I hope, no. I hope it's not. No, it's not no. because I listened to the things you were saying. They were ringing home with me, and I'm like, "Yep, 
but you bang on every one of those things you're bang on like you know it, it's so good to hear that coming from you because it's kind of like you've been in the uk as long as we've been in new zealand yeah yeah, you know? yeah exactly and just yeah and that sort of stuff was rubbed off on us and vice versa the english stuff was rubbed off on you you know it's like when you go you're you're in the uk and you're talking dollars and everyone looks at you as if like i'm the complete opposite so everything's yeah, pounds yeah. and still That's when i'm talking yeah. about my job we've been having some meetings on my job and i'm like so how many pounds and they're like dollars i'm like sorry so <laughs> So my, my, the guys that I work with are going to get over that really quickly because it's going to get really annoying. Yeah, that, that's that, that, that's the thing. You know, I come. I say to my sister, I spent fifty dollars, and she go, "Yeah." I still deal in kilometers, though. I've I've not let that go. I've even yeah. set the car up to be in Ks because I just can't handle miles and 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 uh, yeah. kilos. Miles, miles are too long, aren't they? You know, you see fifty miles, and it it, it feels like fifty miles. Feels ages, yeah, yeah. Eighty K is just like, well, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. yeah, even when I go for a run, they're like, oh, so it was just a three-mile run. I was like, whoa, it was a 5K run, actually. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way further. Yeah, that's brilliant. Oh. Well, you'll, you'll have to um, come back and see us in six months. We'll, we, we'll be back in November time, so it'll be about sort of uh, January time, won't it? Like, you know? Yeah. So see how you're getting on. And, um, you'll have yeah, to... well, I'm, I'm actually I'm – I'm in the NACI on um, 2nd of Jan till – the 10th, I think. We're staying oh, yeah. for a week. Oh, so, we could catch up then. Yeah, come around. Don't bother with not inviting yourself. Just turn up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See how far I can take that. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. That all the family will be home. So, yeah, just just let's let's just gear up and uh, come around for a beer or something. Yeah, like that. that'll be yeah, lovely. That'll be that'll so be good. Really nice. Come and come yeah, up beer on the deck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can watch, we can watch Liverpool on uh, oh. on. Yeah, because it'll be on. It'll be on day after New Year's Day, won't it? I think yeah. um, I can't remember who we're playing. Aston Villa, I think it is. Oh, um, Brian, you're it's my second team now, Brian Aston Villa. I know mine too, because uh, Stevie G. Yeah, you would have been. That, that was when you would have been taking pictures of Stevie G around those. Yeah, that times. was that was it was it was a interesting. He was about the only decent thing that was happening. Him, bit of yeah. Torres and the doors, and then Suarez. That's then then I I left just as um, Brendan Rodgers was taking over. So it started getting good. I had the. Benitez and uh, Roy Hodgson with a bit of Dalglish years. Yeah, so. Dalglish, yeah, but those, that, they weren't the best times, were they? Yeah. No. So I, I, when people say, oh, you've just jumped on the bag, man, I was like, whoa, whoa, I've been there through the hard times as well, guys. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Everyone, like, from the 80s, you know, with, with the, probably like you when you started doing them when they're in the 80s and they're the, the team. Just yeah, well, the thing is, is my, mine was because, you know, I, I was born in Liverpool and uh, it, the whole family just supported them. And, I used to listen on radio, it was Radio Merseyside or Radio City. I'd be, have a little, um, you know, transistor up on the radio to try and pick it up, like, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that was all the, the, the glory years of the uh, European Cup in the 70s, like, you know? Yeah, it's a heck of a, I love Liverpool. I really do. I, I like, yeah. out of all the places I've lived in um, the UK, I think culturally that's got its own unique culture. It's not, it's not the same as New Zealand, but... There are similarities, I think. That, 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 that um, sort of, you know, uh, sense of humour is very similar to uh, yeah. New Zealand, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. So they got me there more so. The sarcastic yeah. humour doesn't go too well yeah, in British, British uh, <laughs> society most of the time. No. Especially not in the Cotswolds. <laughs> no, no. My, 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 my in-laws have finally managed to get their head around it, I think. So, yeah. yeah. So they, just, Oh, well, we'll let you go, Tim. Yeah, we'll cheers, guys. And Great thank you so you. much and, uh, for doing this with us. You're yeah, such no a lovely problem. guy, and you're gonna. How long are you guys initially for? You hitting on? You hitting back? Four more weeks. Four yeah. more wee
Yeah. So it's awesome. crazy. We've, we've yeah. uh, come, come back in on our Kiwi passport. I didn't say anything, so I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's that was good. Yeah. Oh wow. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I don't have to. I've only got the one. I was going. I'm. I'm applying for a British passport at the moment, so I can. They let me back in if I come back. Yeah. yeah. That's what you. Just makes it easier when you come back. So just good. So like, you know, just gives you the options yeah. of different countries. And yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Anyway, guys, we'll enjoy right, it. Darling, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll speak uh, to you soon. Safe travels over there, and uh, keep keep in touch, and um, flick us your Kiwi number when you. Um, just direct direct message me on um, Slack, and then we can just. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. Tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide, showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant. Go over to www.nzahead/free, and we will send you five days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand. You are going to love it. So one more time, that website that you need to sign up for the free five-day guide is www.nzahead/free. So we're going to see you next week. Until then, have a great week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.